0: All right, here we are, another episode ready to rock. You are listening to Behind the Human. I'm your host, Mark Champagne. And as most of you know, it's my job to unpack the mental fitness and the stories of people living at the top of their game personally and professionally. I am ecstatic to have a conversation today with Etienne because we've never spoken about the topic that he is an expert in and has been, you know, teaching for, for multiple decades now. So just to give a bit of context, uh, Etienne Piersman is one of the most respected craniosacral teachers worldwide and has taught for over 30 years. He's the founder and director of the Piersman Sacral Academy in the Netherlands and originated the craniosacral professional organization in Holland and is an honorary member of the Dutch Sacral Practitioner Association. Boy, can I say that word anymore? <laughs> Any more times? Welcome to the show.
1: <laughs> all right, uh, great to have to have uh, to be on the show. Yeah, thank you.
0: Yeah, I can't wait. I mean, b- before we there's there's there are so many beautiful places that we can we can jump into. But before we get into the work and some of your backstory and whatnot, I'd, I I ask the same question to every guest uh, to avoid job titles, and that's just you know as you as you're here today with us, who are you?
1: <laughs> well, uh, I, you could say I am myself. That's that's about it. And uh, my life, I've been looking to find the me behind all the masks that society puts on your face. And uh, I'm glad that I found myself. And uh, you know, craniosacral therapy, or craniosacral, in short, or as we call it, cranio. Is a way that I can share what I found in my life, which is, yeah, another place in the mind, uh, the space that no mind provides. Mm.
0: Well, that, you set me up well, because one of, the, kind of the, one of the jumping off questions that I was thinking about in preparing for our, our interview was just to get an idea of the first time you experienced or felt Total silence in your mind, because from my, from my research, it seems like that that was a big moment in your life, and you can you know provide a, the details and the context, of course, that really sparked this journey uh, in this space. Do you remember that moment when things silenced? Oh,
1: yeah. Very clearly, very clearly. Um, it was after a, uh, a class I did, and this was in the '70s. Uh, So when all therapies, you know, were really, really starting to unfold, you know, it started with uh, a lot of screaming. The uh, bioenergetics, it was called, uh, primal scream, all that stuff. And uh, at one point, you know, there was a lot of experimentation going on. At one point, I did a uh, a four-day class uh, well, it was more a marathon. We almost had no sleep. And uh, it was so confusing because all the techniques were geared to confuse the mind. And uh, <laughs> it was crazy. It was just, you know, experiment experiments. And uh, the only thing we got to eat was beer. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Great. Yeah. It just confused you. And the funny thing was I never got drunk, never. It was, but so confusing the whole thing. And then the class was over, and I found myself suddenly, I was eating, uh, and suddenly I found myself in a total, total emptiness. And it didn't last long, just a few days, but you know, that was
0: my What does that very first- feel
1: like? <laughs> it's like total peace suddenly. You know, okay. there is you look around, and you see everything move and you see people talk, but it doesn't hit you. It's it like you're, you're in a separate reality of it. A total, total peace inside, you know, because you're not engaging in that, uh, that chit chat. You're, you're out of it and uh, you don't even try to get yeah. back into that and yeah that was actually my very first first experience of that
0: and then is, is was that before or after you had the uh near near fatal experience where you you thought you were dying uh that was about 7 8 years before that yeah okay interesting so i didn't yeah. know that cuz i i mean i knew i knew the story uh and and please you know sh- share the context cuz i feel like that that experience when you had the infection or it was an infection, right? Of some sort that yes, was yep, yep. was, was essentially taking you out. Yeah. So you had, but well, you had that first kind of uh, silence of the mind, but in between that experience and, and the, the infection where, I've, where it seems like you really went down the journey of, of uh, uncovering this work and making it your life's work. Yes, was you were doing other things in between there, right? That, that, that like that silence was kind of a a little bit of a tease into the into the world that you are, you you operate in now, right?
1: Yes, yes, yes. it was. Uh, that's exactly the word tease, uh, <laughs> and I forgot it very fast. Life took over again, and I you could say you know that it was like a highlight at sort a certain point. But after that, I had to go into the valley and a really, really deep valley um, of personal turmoil and uh, breaking mm-hmm. up uh, all kinds of, of th- things that I was still connected to, um, a, a really deep valley. And in the deepest part of that, you know, I got a staph infection and that really, that really turned me around 100% yes okay
0: what happened during that just just to provide some of the detail because i know uh, just uh, from doing some of the research for for this conversation i mean there was a lot that you 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 from my understanding were were seeing other people die in front of you you were placed in a in an area in a hospital essentially you know left to die or that that was the plan or the the, the track that you were on and yes,
1: it's I... right <laughs> I try to avoid it, but I can't. Uh, that life story that, uh, you know, that, yeah, that is so interesting. And every time I tell it, I try to get back into that feeling of uh, hitting that wall. So what happened was, um, you know, it's not a pretty story before it all turned around. When I say I went down the valley, that is just putting up a curtain, you know, not to say hmm. what we real- to me, I uh, after that experience uh, that I just described, um, uh, going into the valley meant for me going into drugs, in a really really deep deep way, and of course you know when you go there, uh, at one point I got an infection, and uh, a staph infection that you know when these bacteria once they're in your system. They're just looking for food, yeah? And Mm. the first thing they encountered was, of course, the valves in my heart. Mm. And uh, so they started eating that. And then from there, from the heart, they traveled around, went into the kidneys. And uh, yeah, looking for food and all right, uh, a nice body, so they started eating the kidneys. And I first felt My energy level just sinking minute by minute almost. You know, Mm. you can imagine if the heart doesn't have valves, the blood doesn't have a direction. It goes both ways. And then the kidneys that started failing. So I started, you know, being unable to let go of my toxins. I couldn't pee anymore. So Mm -hmm. I blew up, water stayed in the body. And the heart didn't do its job anymore. So I saw myself in the mirror with a face that I didn't recognize. I was like that Michelin man. Yeah, totally blown up. And inside, that was the strangest of all. Inside, my face outside I didn't recognize, but the feeling of my own face inside was also different. I was Mm. totally, totally, totally strange to myself. And uh, that's where panic hit, of course. I was almost 40, I think, I'm not sure. But uh, I suddenly realized, hey, life is over. This is it. I can't go on this way. Uh, The body is giving up. So, of course, total panic. I didn't know what to do Luckily, I had a place where I could stay, a drug rehab center, where I had worked, actually, as a drug facilitator. (laughs) You know, to work with people on drugs. It's such a strange thing, life. It's so funny, strange sometimes. So, where I was a facilitator, suddenly I found myself, because I was on drugs, I found myself panicking. So Mm. they didn't know what to do with me. So, all right, what can we do? Oh, give me a room. Um, And uh, some music, uh, there was some meditation music that I used to meditate on years ago. So, all right, I went into that room, and as a last resort, you know, I, I just played the music and tried to meditate. And very strange, you know, suddenly something clicked. In the middle, after maybe 20, 30 minutes, something clicked in me. And again, I found myself in that space of total silence, but this time so deep. I, it mm. was as if suddenly there I was at the point or at the space that I was had been looking for also with the drugs in the space that I was looking for, total silence. But not just total silence, it came together with the feeling of total harmony, of total peace, of total acceptance of whatever was going to happen to me. I knew that I had done what I wanted to do which was, yeah, a stupid thing to go into the drugs and stuff like that. But I felt this was my choice. And uh, all right. So acceptance of what the result was came with it. And that was so beautiful. You know that, uh, yeah, not to blame myself, nothing, nothing. No fear of death anymore, whether I would die or not, didn't really matter. I had arrived. That's what I felt, and it was a strange way to arrive at that point. But I had <laughs> yeah. arrived. Yeah, <laughs> could be, could have taken a different path, but who knows? <laughs> but the result was there, you know. And yeah. then things started to unfold. Yeah, of course. Uh, once I accepted all of it, I still was in a body that was ruined. Yeah, Yeah. nothing changed in the body. So, all right. Then they took me to the hospital, uh, and I remember being driven around in a wheelchair because I couldn't walk anymore. Um, It was so much fun. You know, I had to do nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Food was given to me, a bed was given to me. I was in heaven suddenly. And (laughs) uh, (laughs) so, you know, the doctors examined me, they found out how much damage there was, so no hope for it and nothing whatsoever. And so they put me in a ward, you know, with people double my age, where they put the people that are going to die. Yeah, and I, don't, I didn't care. It, it was just bliss in my being. So, um, yeah, so it stayed,
0: go. that feeling stayed with you. Oh, wow,
1: yes, yes, total. You know, I had arrived there. It's not that I had a glimpse like before, no, no. I really had arrived. And uh, yeah, that was great. So yeah, then the death started to happening, you know, and it was a a really strange experience to be a witness to people Mm. dying. Not just one person, but the whole room. You know, there were six of us there And uh, it was like one night, a very specific night, uh, nothing you could say, you know, oh, that's a night that's going to happen. I don't know. Uh, But at one night, everybody died. One after (sighs) the other. It was so strange. Wow. Witness to that. And, uh, you know, it started on the other side, number one, number two, number three. And I was just laying there seeing how, some people were struggling. Other people didn't have the energy anymore to uh, to fight. Mm-hmm. It was like the candle just went out by itself. And then, you know, it was one, two, three, and at a certain point, it was my turn. And uh, it was literally like a countdown. So, all right, I laid back in my bed, uh, closed my eyes, uh, to see what was going to happen and then I started feeling my body going through certain shifts and later you know uh, in in my cranial work I started to read about that and started to um, yeah really uh research what happens to the body and at that point unconsciously I could but I could feel the stages that a body goes through. There is, yeah, a cold, a heat, a feeling of being immersed in water, all kinds of strange stuff. So I just feeling that in a certain point, I just exploded. The whole body just, you know, exploded as if I became the Milky Way with millions and millions of light points, you know, just expansion, expansion, expansion. And I was just witnessing all of that, that, yeah, disintegration of the body. And then suddenly, the last person also started dying and I could feel that somehow and there was something with his heart and suddenly, from one moment to the next, I was back in the body, standing next to the bed, strangely enough. And I could feel, that was my first feeling, the body didn't fit me anymore. It was a very strange feeling, but he was in need, he needed something. So I went over there, and uh, which was, yeah, just one or two steps, and I put my hand on his chest, and. Strangely enough, my hand disappeared in his chest. I could see my hand going into his body, like in that movie, The Matrix. Yeah, yeah. there is a scene where the main guy picks a bullet out of somebody's heart, his lover, I believe, the woman. Uh, I was, you know, this is impossible. But I was still in that space of explosion. Yeah, that was still happening. Were and you physically in your
0: bed or were you were
1: you were you out? I was out of bed, okay standing next to him, my hand on his chest, and then going into his heart. You know, it's an energetic feeling. Yeah. And uh something happened when I touched his heart, and uh he stayed alive. Of course, my hand came back out, and of course, this is not possible, but that was the experience. Mm-hmm and uh, he stayed alive we became very good friends and i was back in the body and the body was still damaged but you know it it was like all right i went to that space of dying and almost hit the light or whatever is at the end of the tunnel but did just didn't get there and Yeah, he called me back somehow and i think that's the beginning no I, I know that's the beginning of my uh yeah my cranial experience the work that i went into later yeah that uh, yeah somehow the need to share whatever it is that that i had at that point you know that uh, that blissful state and uh all right so i was back he didn't die but I was still in that so damaged body. Yeah, yeah. Wow! Wow!
0: wow. Yeah! Wow! You had be, you've got me on the edge of my seat, uh, <laughs> as I imagine most listeners are as well. I mean, I knew some of that story, but not the the level of detail you just you just provided. Thank you for. Um, I'm not sure if if, it, if it's triggering for you or 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 not, but thank you for going there uh, with well, us. It
1: it doesn't trigger me, you know. I still have a little trepidation to tell people. All right, I went all the way down, yeah, with the with the drugs and stuff like that. Yeah, that 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 sometimes you know. But all right, that's a story.
0: I yeah. can't deny that. Yeah hello friends given you're here i'm making the assumption that you're motivated to be mentally fit so with that in mind i want to let you know about the better questions newsletter which publishes once or twice a month providing all of us the opportunity to slow down think and ask better questions as you know, quality questions are my thing. And this is an opportunity to share the prompts I've studied and curated to help our minds be healthier, clearer, more intentional, and expand our mental capacity. You can sign up over at BehindTheHuman.com slash newsletter, which will also give you a preview of my debut book, Personal Socrates. That's BehindTheHuman.com slash newsletter. Now back to the show. But then look where it's, you know, and this is where I mean it's a perfect. How could you not go into the work that you're doing now having yeah. experienced that, right? I mean, I I feel like it'd be almost mentally impossible to she's like, okay, yeah, that was an interesting uh, voyage over at the hospital, and now I'm gonna go um, you know, I'll be a financial trader. I mean <laughs> it just doesn't <laughs> seem to fit, right? So where where does the where does the story lead next? And then and then um, you know, just uh, I'd love to know from your definition exactly the kind of work, like what is cranial uh, therapy? Not even th- therapy, you don't like the word therapy, right? That's, um, I remember in our first conversation, that's an outdated term.
1: Well, yeah, you know, it puts people in a place that there is somebody who knows who's going to do it to them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you become almost like a, a non-entity. Yeah, mm. with, uh, most people call call it uh patience even you yes know? yeah it it puts you on a different pedest on a pedestal actually yeah and um yeah it's not it's not what's happening in the okay therapy. okay in, i yeah, I used the word therapy because what else, yeah, but I don't like it sure
0: so what yeah so what happened what happened next how did you how did you get involved in this work and and what is it <laughs>
1: Well, that's another story. Uh, well,
0: go for it.
1: <laughs> that it wasn't done yet. The body was damaged. Sure. So, and then they gave me medication to keep me going. And that was a handful every day. And I could feel, you know, this is g- really going to kill me. The yeah. <laughs>
0: that, isn't that interesting? I mean, that, that's yeah. a whole podcast episode in itself for sure.
1: <laughs> so. You know, I told the doctor after a few days, hey, uh, thank you for uh, letting me be here, but I can't stay, I have to go. I felt I had to get out of the hospital. So I called a friend, and uh, I told him, you know, this was in the Netherlands, by the way. Okay, In, In the south of the Netherlands is Belgium, and at the very edge of Belgium, there is still huge forests, So I asked him, it was luckily in the summer, can you drive me to the forests? So we drove the whole day. It was getting dark and uh, where to go, I had no clue. But I was guiding him to go there, go there, go there. At a certain point, we found ourselves in the middle of the woods and the road just literally stopped. We couldn't go on. So it was dark and uh, we set up a tent. We went in the tent to sleep. And I could feel, you know, the energy of him. And the confinement of that space was too much. I had to get out. So I got out and started wandering in the forest. I knew that's where I needed to be. So at a certain moment, it was a pine forest with very soft cushioning, all these pine needles. I saw a clearing, a few trees were in a circle, And there was a light there, strangely enough, a light in the middle of the circle. So, of course, it attracted me. And I went there and I found really a nice place to sleep. (laughs) Even nightlight, you know, it was, of course, in the middle of the forest, there's no electricity. It was like uh, a fairy tale almost. So I laid down. And as soon as I lay down, I was out of my body, just looking down at the body laying in the middle of these trees and just watching that. And, you know, the night when all and animals came to look what what's happening there, uh, I saw snakes, I saw foxes, I saw all kinds of rodents. And uh, at one point a boar came, you know, one of these big ones with maybe... I think I didn't count them, but a whole bunch of little kids. Small okay. And they were all sniffing, but never, no one touched the body. And what I could see was the respect they had. You know, just just the respect of, they knew something was happening. I had no clue, but they seemed to know what was happening. And they left. So in the morning, the sun came up, and that heated up the body, and I could go back in the body. And uh, this happened for four days and nights. And after, uh, in the day, I was just sitting there, just meditating, or not even that. I was in meditation the whole time. And then at a certain point, I told my friend, hey, time to go. So we- What was, was your friend
0: doing during all of this?
1: Oh, he was roaming the forest, uh, doing all kind of, yeah, I have no idea actually what he was doing. You know? To, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, he went to, uh, you know, because once in a while he brought me some soup. So he must okay. have gone to the village to get soup and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and then uh, at, he was so patient actually. That was, that was nice. Um, so, all right, at a certain point, we go back to the Netherlands. And a few days later, I, I just felt fine suddenly. A few days later, I went to the hospital, and they checked me out, and my kidneys. And before that, you know, when the body was still damaged, one kidney was close to 70% dead material. I think 64, and the other kidney was 80, 70, 87% dead. My valves were not working at all, none of them. And then they checked me out, and suddenly my heart was 100% okay. And my kidneys also, both of them were 100%. So in four days, yeah, the body had healed itself. Wow. Yeah, wow. you know, wow. So, yeah, and still, I was in that, in that no-mind space. Yeah, nothing happening in my brain. So, yeah, then I went through a, a few months of strengthening the body, and um, then I took a massage training in India. Uh, I went to India, got some money together, and in that massage training, I encountered cranio. We had a four-day little snippet of it. And I thought, wow, this is it. You know, this is the memory of, of that bodywork was the closest I got to dying, that mm. blissful state. Yeah, that state where you don't have to do anything, where you just can watch. So I thought immediately, this is it. This is what I'm gonna do and explore for the rest of my life, this is where I can yeah, make a living from. Because, sure. hey, my parents yeah, were not supporting me at all, didn't have any money, so I had to make a living. And I thought, well, hey, this is fantastic. You know, and <laughs> yeah, the thing with our work is you don't have to do nothing, anything. You just sit, your client is on the table, you put your hands on, you close your eyes, and then, of course, you know, you're know you trained to feel the body, but you don't do anything. So, yeah, that's like dying. You just sit there, lay there, you don't do anything, stuff happens, and with cranial, it's the same thing. You put your hands on, and stuff happens in the body, and you just watch it happen. And uh, yeah, you know, of course, you need to be trained to be really sensitive, but sure. that's, in- that's easy, yeah if your focus is not uh directed outward, yeah, and that's what our education is all about. Everybody has to yeah look outwards, but with this work, you look inward, and you and become you're present, yes, your presence. Yeah. That's what it is. Plus your sensitivity gets trained doing that. And that's something that everybody can do. You know, we don't you never learn that, but everybody is so much more sensitive than they think they are. So yeah, you know, you feel the body and the body will start to heal itself. You know, of course there is small little tricks Uh, techniques, we call them, that you need to learn. But uh, yeah, that's basically how I came to cranio. And in those days, it was more or less a beginning. Uh, Nobody really knew how to do it, what was happening. The whole physiology and what happens to the brain still had to be figured out so that's been for me the last 35 years i've been yeah finding ways to refine um how to talk about it but also refine and understand what is happening to the body
0: okay i have i mean i have so many questions on on all of that i want to i want to put a pin on on the work and come straight back to it in a minute because if i don't ask this question I feel like listeners are going to start emailing me while you were going through yeah. <laughs> the experience in the forest and, and, of course, even in the hospital and whatnot, that all of that, you must have been asking, like trying to explain this to yourself in some capacity. Or were you just s- such in, in that, that empty or that silent space that you know, questions like that didn't even, didn't even surface?
1: It was the second thing there were no questions and that's interesting
0: just,
1: yeah you know it was such an open space that no mind space there are no questions there are just answers you know and of course at that moment i didn't i wasn't looking for any explanation i was just watching the whole thing because it was so new for me that yet yeah, just the experience of it was enough there were absolute no questions that came later when i try to do it as a, as a work yeah as a as a teacher how to bring people to that state then yeah. they want to know just like you said your listeners want to know yeah so i had to find a way i had to find questions And of course, when you're students, they will have questions. So, that really got me going, you know, to be able to answer all the questions that they have. got me into the inquiry about what is happening here. Yeah? Yeah. Because, hey, for me, it was a necessity to just be in that space but for people that come to learn yeah they they have so many questions and that's fascinating because then you really have to de- dig into the whole experience of it
0: sure well in it and it strikes me like obviously you went through it like you felt it so you know you you're a believer in like you've you know this is how can you not believe what what's happening? I mean, you you, you went yeah. through it and then you also saw the body heal and you had the you know the, the medical validation as well. Um, I guess then, yeah, and this this comes back really well to the work. like how do you how do you answer some of those big questions? or when 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 clients come to you, yeah, I don't know, maybe you can share, obviously without you know providing names or anything like that, but like some of the experiences others uh go through
1: yeah yeah uh the main thing and it starts with with the first lesson that they go through the very first day you know how to touch because it's that's basically what it is all about how to touch what happens when you touch and you know it it's a very simple it's very simple uh experience uh, of course for me having had the felt sense of it all, yeah It's easy to share, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, when when you touch, it's not like shaking a hand or giving somebody a hug. You know, all right, with a hug, okay, you feel good for a few seconds, and then you let go. So there is no continuation of the state of touching. But here, we call it conscious touch. So you touch, and you don't move. You touch an arm or a wrist, and you stay there. You know, you give your hand, really, but I mean really, the sense of what is it you're touching? Not, of course, it's a wrist, but what are you feeling? So we go to what does your pinky feel? What does the index finger, the middle finger, the ring finger, the thumb, the whole hand, the hand palm, what do those? feel? Yeah, one by one, by one, by one. And you can hear now that my voice is changing. Yeah, hmm. It is a different voice when you touch because one of the things that will happen when you really become aware of what your hand is feeling, something happens to the brain. If you really go into that instant mindfulness. You don't have to look for it because it's right there with your fingers. It's an instant experience. And of course, for new people, they have to be told, all right, this is what is happening. And then when you focus totally, the mind stops. On top of that, yeah, because it's a few things that work together. On top of that, when you touch that way, after about 50 seconds, you get flooded with chemicals. Oxytocin is one of the main ones. It's what combines a mom and a baby that makes them so intimate, so loving each other. Yeah, that, that bond cannot be break, broken. If they Mm. get the time to do that, and that happens with conscious touch, you and the client, and you also as a practitioner, your own body, the client's body starts to flood the whole system with oxytocin. And oxytocin, basically, it creates oneness. It creates the feeling of you're not separate from the other. You are Mm. one with the other. And that, again, yeah, stops the mind from chatting, from chit-chatting. Yeah. And it is basically for both the same state as deep sleep. Yeah, everything, your mind gets shut down because, hey, it's cleaning time. It's time for the body to go and clean and replace, regenerate, whatever. So, It's a state that we replicate. And the body, of course, knows that. It knows when all these chemicals come, it's time to stop the mind. Like in deep sleep, you're not there. And that's basically what we replicate on the table. For both people.
0: Yeah. Well, it's fascinating to me because it's it's almost, I mean, this stuff is happening. We just don't, realize it, to your point with deep sleep and things like that, and it's you found a way or a method to, I guess, consciously, in a way, tap into those states of of stillness and healing, right? Yes,
1: yes, yes. You know, and the main thing is we spend one-third of our lives in that state without knowing what's happening. One-third of our lives we go into the deepest of all possible meditative states, but we have no clue. Yeah. You know, so if people start realizing that, hey, I know that. You know, just because I pointed out, they realize it, oh yeah. And then it becomes so easy for them to step into that because it's not something they have to achieve. It's mm, something, yes. no, it's a deep, deep knowing And if they understand that, then the rest is easy. All the tricks, all the techniques, that's so easy to teach. Well, it takes a little time, but you know, for everything. Learn to drive. Uh, You have to take your time to do that. Yeah? Yeah. But uh, yeah, the work becomes easier and easier and easier, because they know it already. You know, not that comes with sacral. they don't really know they just don't know that it's already in there mm-hmm.
0: how do you suggest i mean i know you obviously have different uh courses available online as well and, and so forth but how do you suggest people get started if they if they are curious about this work or just even to yeah, yeah. just start for uh, you know
1: Look in on the internet or in the phone book I don't think there are still phone books, but find somebody in your neck of the woods that yeah offers that therapy. It's starting to get everywhere. I'm sure you know where you live. there is hundreds of people that practice this, yeah, okay and uh, yeah, get a taste of it. Get a taste, you know, and uh, yeah, get a taste of your own bliss. Because that's what I know after one session, people feel the lightness of their being. You know how how elevated they will feel.
0: Do you find it you know when people have those experiences that it they they last and then it's it's you're kind of continuing the work and, and going deeper and deeper, or is it usually more of like a a short term, like you feel it, you're like, okay, I know what's possible, but you've got to, you've got to keep doing, you know, the work or you have to, you have to do stuff on your own as well to continue down the journey.
1: Well, it's like with everything, you know, you get that experience and the next day you have to go back to work or a few hours later, you have to go back to work. You're back in the rut of things. And because we've been trained, yeah, Society has trained as well to be workers to to go into that mind space which mm-hmm. is the opposite of this space yeah our body is our mind is so trained to feel comfortable there because it doesn't know anything else, so it might last a little bit, and then of course you know the other stuff takes over and uh yeah, usually usually I notice that people, you know, one or two or three days it lingers and then it becomes a memory, a happy memory. But then mm. all right, you know, they become stock traders like you suggested and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> a financial trader, you know, it takes over. That's the yeah. programming that we're up against. Yeah, yeah. that's the programming that yet yeah, people went through and it takes, yeah, it takes uh, a lot to just, yeah, change your direction.
0: Sure. Well, and especially since, like, like you said, I mean, general, we're just surrounded by general society, a different track or different program. So, you know, it's like anything. Um, the more you see it, you know, and the more it's kind of implanted into your into your mind. So, if you, if I guess, I guess what I'm saying, if you're left on the default track, then it's it's not surprising that the The experience you may have had will then become a, a memory versus being integrated, which is the question yeah. I kind of want to ask because even you know there's a ton of different modalities out there that um there's a lot of talk obviously around psychedelic therapy as well and so forth and to me, what I keep seeing coming coming up with with all of this stuff is or the question that comes up for me is how do we how do we integrate you know those experiences and the insights and the feelings that that come from them into our regular daily lives. Is there is there a, a process that that you've found that, that's helpful when you're working with your clients to integrate your work into their daily functioning?
1: Well, yes, you know, it, it's all started out with uh, helping people, with helping them with their trauma, and just sure. the process of therapy. And that means, all right, once they feel better, they drop it they know to come back to it if another episode happens. You know, and that's one of the reasons that I stopped being a therapist uh, because it becomes also, you know, uh, cleaning up the stuff that happens to them, you know, bring patching mm. them up again. And that's why I, I stick now to, to teaching, you know, let okay. other people do that work, you know, but for me, to bring more and more people into the space that they can share that space with others, yeah. To bring more and people more and more uh, students into that no mind space, yeah. And I notice also that one class a year doesn't do it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why I develop programs where uh, students are invited in one or two, or maybe two and a half months, that's the program we are having now, where they go through a rigorous training, Uh, not rigorous in the sense that it's a boot camp, but in a way it is, you know, and of course they choose it themselves, but it's a radical transformation that guarantees after we do nine classes in two and a half months, and it's a guarantee after two and a half months, the programming has been broken. That what they were used to got a a counterweight, a place Mm -hmm. that they feel safe in no mind, that they can stay in no mind, and that they feel as soon as they touch, boom, it happens to them. It's like they turn a knob and it's not a knob that they have to turn consciously; it just inside the knob is turned by itself. Yeah, it's it's a radical, a radical yeah. transformation that they go through. Yeah,
0: I was—I mean, I—I I feel like I know the answer to this question, but I'll—I'll uh, I'll ask it anyway. Like, what what continues to excite you about this work? Cause it's you've been like you said you've been doing it for over thirty years now, and. It, it doesn't seem like you have any plans on stopping.
1: Oh no, it, I can't. I just can't. You know, the it, it is uh, that no mind space has become my space. You know, it's where I live, and uh, to bring people to that spot, you know, and I'm fortunate that I uh, I went all the way to the end to that, yeah, and all right, I passed that frontier, you could say. So I have, I have um, yes, stuff to share. I have yeah. to, I have to tell people, I have to take them by the hand and bring them into that no mind space. And then everybody that goes there recognize that spot, that space, as that's their real home. Yeah, that's mm. also where we come from when we are born. Yeah, we don't come just out of, no, we just come out of a space of no mind, get in a body, create a mind, and then when you die, that's exactly the same space you return to. And the funny thing is, and that happens to everybody, once they start experiencing cranio. They experience, they feel, hey, this is home. Mm -hmm. This is the deepest part of me. That's basically where their soul, everybody's soul lives in that space. And yeah, we experience life and the beauty of it, but the soul always inside, yeah, that's where it resides. That's its, its living space.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel calm just, just listening, you know, to you speak about yeah. this work. Yeah. And so, I, I can only imagine when you're actually really in it, how it, how it feels. I mean, it's, you know, you're, I find it interesting that, you know, we start at, at the top of the show. When I, when I asked you about that first experience of, of feeling the, the no mind space and it was, you know, you, you, it was in a teaching environment with you, the student. Uh, and and here you are, full circle, uh, the teacher, uh, through that whole journey. And obviously, there's been a lot in between, but it's it seems like a really beautiful journey that you're on. And um, I f- I feel very blessed that we were able to to have this conversation. This is this this is one of the most fascinating. I've, it's been over 300 interviews over the last five years, and I have to say, this was one of the most fascinating conversations I've I've. I've the pleasure of having. So thank you.
1: Pleasure. And yes. uh,
0: I can't wait to, um, to dive into the work. And of course I'll, I'll put all the, the links in the show notes and whatnot. And I hope this is the first of many conversations.
1: Yeah, uh, you're, you're welcome. I have so many stories. So man, <laughs> I could imagine,
0: I could imagine
1: Stupid things that happened to them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Is there any, um, anywhere you would like to point people on the, for the work, you know, find
1: find somebody. You know, go on the internet, craniosacral. Uh, you'll find it, and if you find us, you know, I'll teach. I teach wherever I'm invited, uh, a little bit all over the world at this point, and um, you know, they can find us easy. Cranio rocks like rock and roll. Cranio oh, rocks. Good yeah it it's a little thing and it points us to uh, people to our website so they can check out some stories and um, some videos where I talk about cranio and uh, yeah it's a it's a nice nice experience yeah
0: well i I can't thank you enough for of course making the time to to come chat on the show uh and then a higher thank you for you know, not passing over to the other side and staying with us so that you can teach and and bring this this beautiful wisdom and these practices to many people. The ripple effect of that, as you know, is a a very beautiful thing. So, thank you again.
1: My pleasure. My pleasure. Yes.